Yeah, this infrastructure plan is a doozy. I've been breaking this thing down. I've been going over it bit by bit. This plays much less like an infrastructure plan as opposed to just a plain old spending bill, which they can throw into an infrastructure plan and then push to reconciliation and not have Republicans have a part in it at all. But there are some conversations in here about infrastructure. Do not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Do we need to work on American infrastructure? The answer is yes. Can we work on it to the tune of $2.2 trillion, which is only the first phase? Their answer is raise taxes. And oh, are they hyper aggressive on raising taxes? I mean, they're pulling out all the stops when it comes to raising taxes. You've got Cedric Richmond, uh, the former congressman from Louisiana, hitting all the greatest hits on why we need to raise taxes and raise that corporate rate from 21% to 28%. Not one corporation said that they wanted to go to 21%. And so we went down to 21% and it's hampering our ability to invest in our infrastructure, our American people, our American families. And so, yes, we're not shy about saying that we think corporations should pay their fair share for us to invest in infrastructure, American competitiveness, so we can compete with China and continue to beat the rest of the world, which they're going to benefit from. And so because they're going to reap the benefits of this, we think that they should also uh, bear some of the burden of paying for it. Now, which one is it? Pay their fair share or bear the burdens? Two very different things there. Tony Katz, that's me, Tony Katz, today. Good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Tony Katz. The phone number, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. You see, no uh, business ever wanted to lower the corporate tax rate to 21%, but it got lowered to 21%. And the problem is we can no longer uh, take the, how they're not paying for the burden of, of building America or everything. They throw in everything out there because tax increases are all over this this bit of legislation. Upping the corporate tax, upping uh, that global minimum tax. They're looking at book income. Every single way they can. And some of it you might even say, hmm, that's interesting. But understand that they believe in more spending and not taking a look at anything and saying, well, changing out the water lines in America, ensuring that not only Flint, Michigan can get drinking water, but every place can get drinking water is important and maybe this one project isn't and so when we're going to put 111 billion dollars towards water infrastructure maybe we got to give something up they don't want to give up nothing they don't want to give up a thing and whilst this should be the big story of the day the big story of the day is of course the border which is never ending the problems at the border are never ending what we are seeing and what we are witnessing the latest is a three-year-old and a five-year-old dropped from the top of a fence so here's the story we have video looks like like heat signatures right like it was done at night and we could see somebody get to the top of a fence 
And the next thing you know is they're lowering someone down. It's clearly a child. Clearly, clearly a child. And the fence is 14 feet high. And they let the child go. So from what? uh, Seven, eight, nine feet? Maybe a little longer? Boom. Falls to a clump. Leg kind of bending underneath. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And then it happens again. With what would look to me like a bigger child, but I could have the, the two uh, mixed up. Then uh, the um, smuggler jumps down on the Mexico side of the fence. And two of them run off. Now, anybody who says this isn't a crisis is unserious. I had done an interview with um, a congresswoman by the name of Victoria Sparks, who's actually uh, my my representative, Fifth uh, District of Indiana, and uh, and uh, she had done a visit uh, to the border with a, a group of Democrats. She's a Republican, and uh, yeah, no, no one no one's willing to actually talk. No one is willing to like discuss real issues that that are that are happening. And no one's really willing to get into the fact that this is a crisis. You have people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez saying that the real issue here is that people are calling this a surge. That's the problem. They're calling it a surge. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded, which by- I gotta be clear. The difference, just because you don't call it a surge doesn't mean it's not insurgents. And I don't know how that, maybe she's trying to make those words relate. Oh, she's just, she might be lovely in real life, but everything she discusses is just from this childlike point of view. The way is a white supremacist idea, philosophy, the idea that if an other is coming in the population that this is like an invasion of who we are. She knows nothing. She has no idea what she's talking about right there. You understand that, right? She made that all up. I could be quoted. You made it up. Like a child explaining how the cookie jar broke. You just made it up. It's just word salad babble. That's it. Again, you might be a great friend to people and 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 you know, and good to your neighbors. But when it comes to policy, you're a child. All your policies are childlike. And on this, you just made it up. You actually don't know what you're referring to. You made it up. Of course, there's a problem at the border. This whole surge, not surge conversation doesn't change the fact that children are being dropped from a 14-foot fence. Now, what do you want to do? If you, t- if you listen... To the political left, they'll all tell you that we have a moral responsibility, says Representative Ilhan Omar, to care for these children. 
they're here because they are seeking asylum um, and looking for a shot at the American dream. Uh, a lot of them have family members here already that they're looking to reconnect that they haven't seen and have been separated from for a really long time. And so to me, this really is a is a reminder that um, we have a moral and legal legal responsibility um, to to provide that opportunity uh, for for these kids. Um, Let's take a step back. It is not incumbent upon the United States to grant everyone who enters or tries to enter asylum. Never mind that a tremendous amount of people are taught to lie at the border by legal groups. Uh, hey, here's how you claim asylum. Jamming up the system for people who actually need it. Talk about inhumane. These kids were dropped from a fence. And we don't know how they got there. Were they Were they stolen? Were they given, please drop our child off uh, uh, over a fence? Get them into America? This bigoted and hateful place, America. That's always, that's always the one that gets them, right? It's Remember, we're all bigots, right? Black or white, we're all hateful. It doesn't matter. We're all going to be victims of the woke. And people are literally thrown over fences to, to come here. I mean, just it, the story sells itself in that way. The lie that is told about the, the problems with America or the evil of America. None of that is true. And you know it. Now, now you know it. You can share it with your kids. America's evil. Stop it. But these kids, if you tell me to, uh, to, that you want to grant them asylum, you're, are, are, are we giving them back to their parents? Because isn't that what we should be doing? We should be getting them back to their parents. Now, what happens when we can't find their parents? Oh, that's a whole nother subject. And I don't say that this isn't dirty. I, this is a bad, bad situation. If you said to me, we do everything we can to reunite kids with their parents who have been stolen from their parents. But if we can't do it, because it's possible we can't do it. We let these kids into the U.S. We put them into homes that want to adopt them. By the way, I would. I'm saying I would. Not, not debating it. I'm saying I would. And then, therefore, they can become citizens? Okay. But they can't find their parents later, and the parents then come in five years later. No, 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 no. Even if the kid was kidnapped. Follow my logic, producer Ari. That's hardcore. But why? And the answer is because... You cannot reward what is happening. I cannot bring myself to understand at this moment how I could then say, well, I guess you can come in too. No, that's not how it works. If we are making the real full attempt to reunite a child with their parents and we're unsuccessful, that kid needs to be fed. That kid needs to be housed. The kid deserves to be loved. And I want to do that. And there are millions of Americans who want to do that. But what we're saying is, is that the efforts of our efforts, whether it's via the government or via an NGO or what have you, were unsuccessful. If they're successful five years later, we're going to bring a family in and say, okay, here you go. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Because I live now in a society that games the system. 
They game the system. People use children as a way of gaining entry. People, people have children in the United States as a way of trying to stay. And I cannot guarantee you, I cannot guarantee that this isn't a gaming of the system. This is the horror of what we're dealing with. Please do not let it be lost on you that I don't understand this. I do. This is horror. And people like Ilhan Omar, Representative Omar, they think this is just the way it should be. They think it would be better if we, if we just open the border. She's going to push the Biden administration to treat these children humanely. Well, you're doing a terrible job of it. She's already stated that her answer is open the border. Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants to lie about something called what is a surge or isn't a surge and what's an insurgent instead of dealing with children being dropped over a fence. I want to deal with the children being dropped over the fence. Because even if I were to shut down the border completely, I don't know if I could stop children being dropped over a fence. What kind of diseased mind does such a thing? And how are we, as rational people, supposed to deal with it? I refuse to allow the despicable people, the violent people, to destroy a society that works. So hard decisions have to be made. I believe in caring for children, and I'm prepared to do it. But I want to know what the policy and the procedure is for finding these parents and then reuniting them with their children because they deserve their children. But if we have a policy and that policy is not capable of making that reunification... Well, then let us care for those children, and that's that. If we find the parent, we find the parent. They don't get to become citizens. I'm drawing a line in the sand, which is hard to do. I'm setting down some rules, which are hard to do. But it sure is a hell of a lot more humane and a lot more decent than the nonsense being put forth by Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar. I'm Tony Katz. Fifteen million doses of the Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine in the trash. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Holy crap, this is at their Baltimore production facility. They just mixed up the dosage. And the answer was okay, scrap it all. All fifteen million doses. FDA delaying shipments of the vaccine. They just want to make sure everything's actually where it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to be. So um, people at uh, Emergent Biosolutions, which is the production facility in Baltimore, mixed up two vaccine dosages. That's just... That's just brutal. Brutal. Now, according to multiple sources, no one expects this to uh, affect the ability to have more than 1 billion doses by the end of 2021. Nobody expects this to mess up having uh, a majority of adults being able to be vaccinated by, I, th- I think it's May, right? They, they're they still on, on track. Mistakes do happen. It's, it's, just a, it's just a pretty, pretty ugly mistake, right? Brutal for sure. And people already have questions about the... Uh, about the 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 J and J vaccine because well it's it's one dose and the uh, the efficacy is not you know at ninety five percent it's in the high sixties low seventies but that's uh, on not getting COVID as opposed to not having a, a severity 
I think it was the New York Post that had this really, really um it was a strange, strange headline. So the New York Post put out the, the, the following headline, and this happens, right? It, it, it's like you're playing in the fear-mongering. And it was Long Island woman. By the way, that's the only way I know I'm from the East Coast. That no matter, I don't have an accent, right? Born in Brooklyn, grew up in Jersey. I do not have an accent at all. I certainly don't have a New York accent, although people claim, oh, yeah, I hear it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Unless I say Long Island. Because I can't not, I hit it softer than I used to. But if, if, you're fr- if you're from the area, Long Island is Long Island. Right? With, that, with, that, with the G starting island. Long Island. Not Long Island. Long Island. And so every now and again, I still fall into that. So I apologize. Long Island woman tests positive for COVID-19 after second dose of Moderna vaccine. We're all fully aware that the vaccine is not 100% effective, right? It's 95% effective. It's very possible somebody could get COVID even after getting vaccinated. But the symptoms she had, mild. Ultimately fought off a mild bout of COVID-19. Said she's thankful she was able to get the vaccine when she did. So what's what's with the power headline there? Wouldn't the headline be, yes, you could still get COVID after a vaccine, but as this woman shows, it wasn't that bad. One woman explains what happened to her. That would be a headline. Test positive for COVID-19 after second dose of Moderna vaccine. Yeah, it's going to happen. Fear-mongering gets us nowhere. But neither, by the way, do lockdowns, which... France is clearly not listening to because France is going down this road again. I have no idea where they think the win is going to be, how things are going to get better. Maybe their issues have nothing to do with lockdowns. This is Tony Katz today. So Joe Biden is on the record saying that because of the voting laws that now exist in Georgia, Major League Baseball should consider removing the All-Star game. This, this is foolish. But he goes a step further. He goes into this conversation about how the voting laws in Georgia are reminiscent of Jim Crow. And it's clear that he knows nothing about Jim Crow. Or he's just lying through his teeth. And so is anybody who's making this sickening connection. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you guys. This was from Ed O'Keefe over at ESPN. Right? Uh, an interview uh, that was done with uh, St- Sage Steele. Uh, President Biden was asked about Major League Baseball possibly moving to the all- moving the All Star Game out of Atlanta because of the election laws, and he says I would strongly support them doing that. 
the laws Jim Crow on steroids. Now, he also gets into a thing about women athletes, to be, they should be paid on par or, you know, with male athletes uh, and, you know, not getting paid as much. He says, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. Well, neither do I. Because I don't think it's right that you have to be an athlete to make millions of dollars. I want to get paid what LeBron gets paid. All men and all women should get paid what LeBron gets paid. Let's go. It is so easy to just beat up these arguments. Megan Rapino of U.S. Women's Soccer has a terrible argument. It's a gross argument. She isn't a, a freedom fighter. She isn't somebody who's standing up. If you want to make what the men make in soccer, go play. You think that you think they're going to stop you if you can play? If Manchester United thought they could make a couple of bucks from it, they'd bring you on. If the LA Galaxy thought they could make a couple of bucks on Megan Rapinoe being on the team, they'd bring you on the team. But you got to be able to play. And maybe you can't keep up. Maybe you're a great soccer player, but compared to the men's side, you're not. Because the men's side is more competitive. Because the men's side involves people who are stronger and are faster based on physiology. Not based on anything else. There are some things you cannot do or undo no matter how hard you try. Maybe because of that, the advertising dollars go to where the more competition is. Because that's what people want to see. Because in a woke society, Megan Rapinoe... Everybody should want to be on your side, but yet they're not. The money's not there. The companies aren't investing. Now, maybe you can get them to. Maybe you can get them to invest, and maybe you can get them to write you checks. Can you get the audience there? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's just not as exciting of soccer. Now, you know who doesn't believe that? Me. I can watch women's. I'm a soccer guy. Right? Oh, I know how terrible. Oh, it's a communist sport. Just stop talking. You sound like crazy people. You sound like crazy people. Soccer pretty, is pretty great. Right? So, uh, there is no sport I scream at more. I don't scream at football. I scream at my television watching soccer. I'm out of my head. People aren't showing up. They don't show up for the women's game as they show up for the men's game. And it's true of the WNBA as well. The WNBA could not exist without the NBA. I'm not angry about it. I've been to WNBA games. If you can get courtside for a WNBA game, or, or I, sh I should say just see it live in general, there's some good play and there's some physical play. There's a lot of technical because the physical doesn't work as well. It's an enjoyable game. Have you ever watched men, uh, the, 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 the NBA play? Have you ever been able to watch that live? That's insane. The way they are moving, the way they're hustling, the court vision conversations, how did they see that open guy? What were they looking for? The physicality? It's nuts. I didn't say that the, the WNBA game was a bad game. It's just ridiculous. I said it was good. I said it was intense, a little physical, a little more technical, but it's nothing compared to watching the men play. Does that make me sexist or honest?
because I actually don't care how Megan Rapinoe sees it. The point is people will pay for what they pay for. And you don't get to say I should get the same as the men's team. You brought up that you've won four World Cups. I think it's four World Cups, four gold medals. Let me tell you, thrilled for you. Thrilled for you and what it's done for the growth of soccer. But if you're saying that's why you should get paid what Messi gets paid, the answer is no. No. That's not how it works. But if Joe Biden's going to be on your side and say that that should be the case, right, uh, in, in, uh, on the pro level, well, I want to get paid what LeBron gets paid because I can't play basketball nor soccer the way uh, that uh, LeBron James plays basketball or nor the way Megan Rapinoe plays soccer. But I don't think that should be a prerequisite. I just want the money. So just, I don't know, figure out which one of you is going to pick up the damn pen and write daddy a check. Last name is Katz. And the one you write to producer Ari, last name is Katz. I take them both. I'll pay Ari when he's good and ready. But you want to move the Major League Baseball, the All-Star Game, out of Georgia because they passed a law that says you can't give somebody a bottle of water in line? Mr. President, if you don't think someone's smart enough to bring a bottle of water to wait in line to vote, well, then, uh, shame on you. If you think that's the proof of Jim Crow, who's getting beaten with a hose here? Who's getting beaten with a belt? By the way, weren't these all the segregationists you were hanging out with in the Senate that Kamala Harris was so upset with? Oh, too soon? If Major League Baseball was serious about the voting laws to remove uh, the All-Star game, they'd remove the Atlanta Braves. All right, you're out of Georgia. Major League Baseball shouldn't have a single thing to say about this. We play baseball. That's what we do. You be woke on your own damn time. We're going to keep playing baseball. And since none of you woke jokes show up to our games anyway or buy our jerseys anyway, forget you. We're going to keep playing. That's all there is to it. Have a nice day. Lots of states do lots of things we're not 100% in agreement with. You know what we do? We move on with our day. That's it. We have high uh, tax states and low tax states. We have states that we think are, are very open and states that are massively restrictive when it comes to COVID. Some states uh, have this on their, uh, as for their voting rules, and some states have that. We play baseball. That should be the answer from, from Major League Baseball. Nobody asks you to be woke. No one actually cares. I'm not telling you that players can't say things. I'm saying as an organization, just do your job. But if you're going to pull the All-Star game, pull the Braves. Pull them. I mean, unless you're doing it just for show. In which case, good work, Major League Baseball. Speaking of doing things, the people over at GoFundMe, they're dropping some fundraisers regarding critical race theory. The founders of Give, Send, Go, a competitor to GoFundMe, they're with us next. I'm Tony Katz.
if you should have issue with the woke moment of the moment, you will be knocked down. This happened with someone who created a page on GoFundMe to raise money to combat critical race theory in Loudoun County, Virginia. Their page was shut down. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. This is the kind of censorship that we're seeing. Why shouldn't we have people out there who will say, this is something I disagree with and I'm raising money to be able to further disagree with it? An organization like GoFundMe is going to decide whether or not that's acceptable. Jacob Wells and Heather Wilson, siblings and co-founders of Give Send Go, a competitor to GoFundMe, as they describe it, the leader in Christian fundraising. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, when, when you talk about these kinds of sites, which, uh, by the way, you should know that my father has been begging me to create, literally begging me for a year now to create this kind of site for people on, on the political right. I said, look, I got two, three shows, I'm busy, and he doesn't accept that. Uh, so you've made my father very proud. Talk to me about things that you do and don't accept on a site, and is this within the guidelines of a site like yours, and or is this an abuse of free speech? Hey, thanks. thanks for having us on, Tony. It's a great question. We've, we've thought long and hard about a lot of these rules because we've been thrust into the national spotlight um, largely over the past six months with a bunch of campaigns that have come on that have raised a lot of controversy. So we've had to wrestle with that question. And, and really where we've fallen down on, on that at, at the moment is um, we our platform is open for a wide variety of people from backgrounds, faiths, religions, um, ideas to, to use our platform. Our, our purpose in our platform is in people using our platform to, to kind of share with them that there's hope beyond this, the natural circumstances that they're dealing with. And, and so we kind of use it as a, an opportunity to, to share with people of all different stripes. And, and so in that, there really isn't much of a litmus test for um, speech or ideological ideas on our platform and what can be used. Uh, where, where we have kind of drawn the line is, is intentional acts of, of violence, physical violence against innocent people. And so um, we've looked at that and said, well, you know, like a Boston bomber or a Pulse Club nightclub shooter that's in from the outset, the evidence is very clear, overwhelming, that they've intentionally walked into a place with the intent to murder and kill somebody. Um, and even that extends to abortion for us, because we believe abortion is the killing of an innocent life. And so um, we've, you know, GoFundMe will allow fundraising for abortion. Our platform says, no, we believe in the sanctity of life and, and that um, you shouldn't be killing innocent but children. So we're end. not going to allow campaigns for that. But really, at this juncture, that's kind of the line that we've drawn is people that intentionally and, and usually that's pretty clear cut now most, now most let, let me let me jump see. in here uh, talking uh, to jacob wells and heather wilson of givesendgo.com it was paypal uh heather that dropped you because of things that happened regarding uh the riot that took place on january 6th at, at the capitol so you have been on the end of being dropped because of something that took place 
on your your platform. So a can't a platform say that there are things that we can't allow because other people and other services that we use will drop us and therefore it will inhibit our ability to do business? Or is that more businesses needing to just allow people to do what they do? You know, it is, it's a funny situation that the double standard that we're seeing um, where, you know, GoFundMe is allowed to drop somebody, but a cake person baking cakes can't say, I don't want to do service with you. But GoFundMe or PayPal or any of these other people say, oh, we can decide at any given time that we don't want to do business with you. But God forbid that you're a conservative and you show some standards or, or make some thoughts on how you're going to operate business. That's not going to be accepted. It's such a double standard. And people, it's surprising that people don't see it. Um, PayPal did start telling us, that, you know, they said, we're not, we're not going to allow this campaign that you have. We were only using PayPal for one campaign. They said, we're not going to, and we were using it because our initial processor had shut that campaign down and we wanted to continue allowing that campaign to process funds. And so we allowed, we moved it to PayPal. PayPal said, we're not going to allow this campaign. And we went back to PayPal and said, well, then we're not going to use PayPal for anything. Because if you're going to draw a line where you think you can censor this to try to stop a side of a story that should be being told, because the only thing with free speech that happens is that the truth comes out. You know, it, the more you investigate things, the more the truth comes out. And so it's been baffling to watch Discover Card try to shut us down, said, oh, you can't use Discover Card. But you guys are an interesting example of how that line plays because, for example, you don't do fundraisers that are a favor or support abortion i don't actually have an issue with you uh doing that right as this this is who we are and 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 there it is um but you had issue with some people who were either part of proud boys or whatever using your site and now you've got other sites dropping people because of something like critical race theory which isn't uh, which is about being opposed to what some people see as an incitement to violence so should it just be that sites like yours and sites like gofundme can just do what they want and we should be fine with with it or should we be more up in your face and in others face regarding who it is you let and don't let on the platform I think it's, I think that's, yeah no i think that's a great question i mean i, I think um businesses largely are you know in, in a society like ours where capitalism is kind of the rule of the day that uh people should have the choice to uh, to build their businesses um, how they want to, and in a typical capitalist society, you, you, if, if you engage in um, really wretched behavior, most of the time you're not going to last long because you, people aren't going to use you. And I think that's what we're seeing with our massive growth over the past. Um, well, I mean, we've, been, we've been growing at a tremendous rate since we started five years ago, but over the six months really exploding because of, of uh, people flocking away from other traditional big tech sites and saying where are there other opportunities and and um, and that's what a, a capitalist environment does is it gives space for other people to step in and provide other services and so so where there I don't I, I don't necessarily think it's the government's job to get in and regulate all of that um, 
I think that the market corrects it uh, largely. I agree. The market does correct it. And I will say, uh, whether I can agree or disagree with some of the things you've done or some of the things they've done, that's not it. You should be able to service your audience, and they should be able to service their audience, and you should not be stopped from servicing an audience, and vice versa. Certain rules do apply. Listen, I appreciate it. It's givesendgo.com. Me, I'm Tony Katz.